have your Bibles, the book of Ephesians is on our heart today. Chapter number six. Ephesians chapter number six. It is so good to see each of you in the house of the Lord today. The devil just tried to convince me there's going to be nobody here in service today. Nobody is going to be at Bethel. Nobody wants to hear this word. Everybody's going to be out doing things of the world today. And look, here you are in the house of, a God, in the, house of the Lord, God Almighty, one more time showing the devil what a liar that he is. Amen? Stand to your feet this morning. Ephesians chapter 6, I want to begin reading in verse number 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. That's Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 20 if correctly read today. I want to preach along this line. I want to preach about the Christian warrior and the warfare that we face. Father, would you help us this morning that we might preach the word of God in the power and demonstration of your spirit. And for this I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Now around you today and around me, there is a dark, diabolical, deadly, dirty war that's going on right now. And a lot of this may be happening invisibly but every now and then it will manifest itself and you'll see it. It's kind of what we call guerrilla warfare. There's sabotage, subversion, innuendo. It's just strange things that are happening because it's a war between good and evil. It's a war between light and darkness. It's a war between heaven and hell. It's a war between Christ and Satan. And whether you realize it or not, you are part of the war. Now you may say, well, wait a minute, preacher Darren, I'm neutral in this thing. Honey, you do not need to be ignorant today. If you're neutral about this, you're in the crossfire. You're in the most dangerous situation. Said this morning when we started Sunday school, the church is not a play station. It's a battle station. The church is not a showboat or a cruise ship. 
It's a battleship this morning. And God needs all hands on deck. It is a call to arms this morning. When you are born again, you are now heaven bound. But you're also born for the battle. Number one, let us see our adversary. Verse 11. The Bible says that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The devil, that is our enemy. Today we make light of the devil. Some people say, well, he's superstition, some medieval creature, some mystical thing. Some people say, well, you're talking about a football team called the devils or, or the demons. And uh, you're talking about deviled eggs or, or deviled ham. Honey, you may think light of the devil and think he's in a red suit and carries a pitchfork and wait for you to bend over so he can hit you with it. Our sophisticated age makes fun of a real personal devil, but I promise you this, he is not laughable. He is very, very real. Preacher Darren, how, what authority do you have to say that he's real? I've done business with him and I've warred against him. May I say the devil is a decided fact. The Bible never speaks of the devil as a figment of our imagination. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 8, the devil, your adversary, amen, he is a destructive force. Look at verse 11. The word is the wiles of the devil. Now that word in the Greek is the word methodia. It means he's methodical. He is strategic. Did you know this morning the devil has a plan to sabotage your home? The dynamite is in place. The fuse has already been laid. The match has already been struck. He is waiting to light your home on fire. He is wily. He is subtle. He is cunning. Apart from the leadership of the Holy Ghost in our life, he has the ability to deceive the very elect. He is spiritual. The Bible says in verse 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, end of the verse, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. Seances, necromancy, Ouija boards, horoscopes, clairvoyance, visions, mysticism. Preacher Darren, those things are real. Oh yeah, I know they're real. It's spiritual wickedness in high places. And I'm telling you this morning, there are forces that oppose you that you can't even see unless the Lord opens your eyes to see it. He is strong. We wrestle, again, verse 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers. Did you know that in your flesh, you are no match for your adversary, the devil? It's like trying to throw a, a rock against the a Gibraltar, you're never going to defeat him in your own strength compared to his strength. He is sinister. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers of the darkness of this world. He is the tyrannical one. He is the dark one. He is the evil one. And he is in a fight to finish you off. You remember Jesus said, I'm going to be crucified but on the third day, I'll be raised again. And Simon Peter said, Lord, took him, pulled him aside and said, Lord, 
this thing be far from you. And the Lord said, get behind me, Satan. You see, Satan was trying to influence Simon Peter to do a work for him, to stop Jesus from going to the cross. The devil has that kind of power to try to pull you in and deceive you. Be very clear who your adversary is. It is not the Tar Heels or the Blue Devils or the Tigers. Your enemy is the devil. Be very clear who your adversary is. Preacher Darren, you've said a lot about him being a decided fact and and he is a a very destructive force. But I want to say this, he's a defeated foe. He's already whooped. Verse 10, finally my brethren, be strong with the Lord and in the power of his might. Why? Because God's already defeated the devil. Well, preacher Darren, I have a question. If you say that the devil's defeated, why are you warning me? Why are you telling me about his power? It's because God still allows Satan to have limited power to try to work on this evil world in which we now live. Oh, preacher Darren, I don't get it. Did you know I looked this up? Snakes can bite you after they've been killed. You can cut their head off in Arizona. There are two cases just in the last six months Two cases of someone who killed a snake, chopped its head off, severed it from its body, and the head still bit somebody after it had been severed from its body. It was dead, yet it's still alive. May I say that's the way the devil is. He's got his head crushed. Jesus defeated him on Calvary. Amen. But he still has the ability to bite you and to try to thwart you and to ruin you. Be very clear. Your enemy is a defeated foe, but he still has power to war against you and to wreck your testimony. We see an adversary. Number two, I want you to see our armor in verse 13. Wherefore, because we have an adversary, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Youngins, warriors, you must take the whole armor of God. And you cannot be missing a piece of your equipment on the battlefield. The devil will find that weak spot to defeat you. Preacher Darren, what is my armor? Well, in verse 14, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. Truth, that stands for integrity. Your belt, it's the center of all your strength. It holds everything else together and it must be cinched up tight, amen. On that belt are the weapons of your warfare. Truth and integrity hold everything together. If you're out trying to fight and you have a tunic on, you need to be have that belt cinched up around it so you don't get tripped up, amen. You know what about the truth? You need to believe the truth. You need to know the truth. You need to love the truth. You need to tell the truth. You need to live the truth. Satan's a liar. He comes against you with liars. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Satan's attack in your life is to bring a lack of integrity into your home. May I say this this morning? Are you wearing the girdle of truth? Are you confronted by lies? Are people telling lies on you? Even while you sit here in the house of God with the belt of truth on, 
There are lies being told about you, trying to ruin you, innuendo, suggestions. The devil is a liar. You must have the belt of truth and have integrity if you're going to defeat the liar, amen? Without, let me say this, without the truth, everything else falls apart. Well, preacher Dan, what am I going to do? They're trying to tell lies on me. Let me tell you something. They're trying to bury the truth. When Jesus died on the cross and he was buried, they tried to bury the truth. I have good news. I want to tell you about it. On the first day of the week, the truth arose. The truth will get up, amen, and the truth will get out. The tomb could not hold him in, amen, because the believer, the warrior, must have a belt of truth. That's the first thing you must have. Then it says, verse 14, having on the breastplate of righteousness. The righteousness is the warrior's purity. You are to have no unconfessed, unrepented of sin in your life. The warrior would have a, a plate of metal across his chest or a woven chain so that no sword thrust, no spear being thrown would be able to uh, pierce into his heart. That breastplate covers your heart, your lungs, all your vital organs. Without that breastplate, you are vulnerable to any arrow. The enemy wants to attack you not only with lies, but he wants to attack you with impurity, with lust, to have you, ma'am, lust after that man, to have you, sir, last after that, lust after that woman, wants to have you lusting after the things of the world. Paul wrote, keep your heart with all diligence. Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I asked you a minute ago, if you're wearing the girdle of truth, do you have the breastplate of righteousness? Is your heart pure before God? If not, you cannot win this battle. You will not win in this warfare. If you don't have your heart pure before God, you are missing a very vital part of the armor that God has supplied you with. Two things so far, we've seen the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. The third thing in verse 15, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. A Roman soldier needed good shoes to fight with. Oftentimes, like baseball or football cleats, he would put hobnails down in the bottom of his shoe that wouldn't go through to affect the arch or the, 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 the foot itself, but it would give him grip when he stands in slippery places. You know what happens when you fight? You need a good place to stand. You need a good place to, whoo, put your feet. Stand. Look with me. The Bible says in verse 11, the word is stand, amen. Look with me in verse 13. He says that you may be able to withstand. Having done all to stand. Verse 14, stand. Hey, you need to be able to stand. And you stand in the peace of God. You stand in peace with one another. You stand with the peace of God in your life. It's only Jesus that gives you peace. 
And unless you have his peace, you're not going to fight the battle. Wait a minute, preacher dear, and that sounds like a contradiction. You just said, unless you have peace, you can't make war. That's exactly what I said. The devil this morning wants to stir people up and give them or put them in a place where they have no peace. How does the devil attack your peace? He throws arrows and darts and stones of discouragement to destroy your peace. How are you going to fight in the battle when your feet are bleeding, when your feet are bruised? Rather than leaping, you're limping because you don't have peace. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you have peace right now because of some problem that's in your life? You, right now within you, you are churning on the inside. While I'm preaching, oh, preacher Darren, now I'm going to tell you something. I've got that breastplate of righteousness. Preacher Darren, I've got that belt of truth. I've seen so many Christians defeated because they didn't have their feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We sent a group down uh, to a big theme park and one of them by the end of the day couldn't go on with everybody else because he wore the wrong shoes and his feet were hurting and he could not be engaged in a fun day. I'm just going to say peace in the Bible is not the absence of problems but it's the wisdom of knowing that I have the power to overcome my problems. It's the presence of God at work in my life. So many warriors fall because of the lack of peace. Maybe it's not discouragement. Maybe it's sickness. Maybe it's a financial reverse. Maybe you have a wayward child or a wayward grandchild and you've lost peace about situations in your life. And now, because there's an absence of peace, you can't fight on. I'm telling you, this is a call to arms. All hands on deck. Get the peace of God at work in your life once more. Verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Did you know that when Paul wrote this letter, he was in jail? Look with me in verse 20. For which I am an ambassador in bonds. Paul is writing this letter with chains on his wrists and hands, shackles on his feet, with Roman guards. He's looking at them, standing all around him. He looks at those Roman guards with their shields, with their breastplates, with their uh, feet being shod. And God begins to give him a message. He said, you're free while you're in bonds. And you're fighting a battle right in the middle of this situation. Now think about it. Paul says the enemy is going to take arrows, dip them in oil, going to light them on fire, and he's going to shoot them at you. You're to take the breastplate or the shield of faith. You're to take that and put that up. And that will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Front row, stand up. Front row, stand up. About face, gentlemen. About face. Lock arms. Shields up. 
shields up. What are we going to do? I'll tell you something. When we go together and our shields are up together, you're not going to get any one of us because our shields are together. There's no, there's no, you know what the enemy wants to do? He wants to divide. He wants to divide. He wants to get y'all fussing each other, get y'all mad at each other. Get, because if you lose that stand you have together, then he can start hitting you with his fiery darts and burning down your testimony. I've never seen a time in which the church fights with one another the way I see today. We must learn to lock arms and stand together and lift our shields together and defend not only ourselves, but to defend each other. To fight for the cause of God and right. Thank y'all. Now, that shield of faith. What will that faith do? Hey, the Bible says that you are saved by grace through faith. Those darts, they're there to inflict horrible pain. And they're to set your testimony on fire. The fiery darts of doubt. The fiery darts of despair. Take the shield of faith and say, not today. No, not happening. Amen. There's another one in verse 17. The helmet. Take the helmet of salvation. What about that? The warrior would use a helmet to protect his head. That helmet protects that vital place and uh, called the head. Uh, it protects you, amen. Without the head, you're going to be in trouble. You know what you do with your mind? That's the place where you think. That's the place where you process. Ooh-wee. That's your mentality. When you don't have on your helmet of salvation, when you don't have on your helmet of deliverance, you don't have the mind of Christ. Without the mind of Christ, your thinking gets real messed up. Am I the only one here that say, you know what, I've had the belt of truth. I've had the breastplate of righteousness. I've had my feet shod with the preparation. I've had my shield of faith up. But the next thing I know, when I got down here to that helmet of salvation, somewhere in the night, I got to thinking, they didn't talk to me right. They didn't shake my hand like they normally do. Usually they check, but something's wrong. Because they didn't do like, and they must be mad at me. And I tell you, so and so and so's mad. And I'm telling you, the devil, he's trying to mess up your thinking. Let me tell you something. My thinking was always messed up until Jesus saved me. And for the first time in my entire life, I began to think with the mind of Christ. And every now and then, amen, my mind starts to wonder. And I lose control of my thought life. And I start to questioning. Despair and distress comes into my life. And the devil starts saying, where's your God at now? Mary and Martha sent for Jesus. Their brother was sick. Please come and heal him. One day, two days, three days, where's Jesus at? Their thinking started getting messed up. But when Jesus showed up the fourth day, he said, take ye away the stone. Now, he could have rolled the stone away himself. But he said, I want you to take away some hindering causes. Take them away. You're messed up thinking. Amen. Roll it away. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came out bound hand and foot. And he said, loose him and let him go. Honey, you may say, Preacher Darren, I've been praying about this and nothing's happened. 
I'm telling you, if nothing's happened, it's because he has a greater answer that he's going to work in your life than he was going to work before. Trust him. Wait on him. Have right thinking. Put on the helmet. And listen to me. Look at me. Listen to me, warriors. When we go out for this battle, if you don't have one of those vital pieces of armament upon you, you are unprepared. I could give an altar call right now. Do you have peace? No. Preacher, dad, I'm troubled to death. Do you have the shield of faith? Do you have the breastplate of righteousness? Are your thoughts pure? Hello? Do you have on the belt of truth? Preacher Darren, they've told lies on me, and I'm ready to tell lies on them. Percy Ray told me, don't worry when they tell lies on you. Get worried when it becomes true. Thank God the lies aren't true. You ought to be shouting right now. Thank God the lie's not true. 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 It's just a lie. My mama taught me sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. I didn't say that again. I should have got more amens than that. Fourthly, or thirdly, I want you to look at the scripture and see our artillery. Now the Bible says in verse 13, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore. So your artillery, three things God's given you. First of all, he's given you a place to stand. It's not enough to simply put on your armor. You've got to get to the battlefield. You've got to get in the fight. There's a lot of you at home right now. You've got on your armor, but you locked your door and sat in your recliner and say, I'm ready for the battle. Oh, bless God, the warrior ought to be on the battlefield. While I'm down here preaching, there's an enemy trying to stop me. And while these people are down here trying to listen to their preacher, there's an enemy trying to get their attention saying, don't listen to that old dude. He's lost his mind. There's a war going on. Quit locking your door and resting your lazy boy and get out and get a place to stand and get in the classroom, get on the battlefield, get in the choir, get in the pew for the glory of God. God has given you a place to stand. There's a place that needs to be defended. Amen. Revelations 12 says, Be overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Amen. You have a place to stand. May I say you also have been given a powerful sword. Verse 17, you're to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. It's good to have armor, but you need a sword. Not just any old sword. It's not the sword of Darren. It's not the sword of Luke. It's the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This sword is not like any other sword. Hebrews chapter 4 says the Word of God is quick. That means it's alive and powerful. It's filled with energy and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Look at verse 18. 
He says the provision of the Spirit. Verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. You know what? If you're a warrior on the battlefield and you got all your armor, you got a place to stand, you've got a powerful sword, I'll tell you what you need. You need a supply line. There's been many a battle, many a battle's been lost because the supply line got cut. Because they lost communication with headquarters. May I say, bless God to you this morning, your prayer life is super important. Your prayer life in the Holy Ghost is your supply line. You're going to need to have communication with headquarters. He gives you guidance. He gives you direction, amen, when you are in prayer to Him. Did you know that our strategic space command knows when a missile is launched from any place in the world? My God, by the power of the Holy Ghost, says we're not to be ignorant of the devil's devices. He'll tell us of every dart throw, every missile launch. He warns us and says, keep on praying. God has given us some powerful artillery. Fourthly, and I'm done. He also has some allies. The Bible says when you pray, look at the end of verse 18. You're with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Paul was a warrior, but he knew he wasn't fighting alone. He says, you know what we need to do? We need to pray one for another. You pray for me, I'll pray for you. Stand up, men. About face. When we stand together with our shield of faith, put it up. We can lock arms with them in our shield of faith. May I just say to you today, when we pray one for another, if I'm praying for these four, the preacher dear, that's not fair, it's just one prayer. But I'm getting four. They're praying for me. I pray for one. They pray for me. I got four prayers coming for me. Because I got their back. And I hope you men know I got your back. I love you fellas. I love the homes in which you live. I love the people which you represent, amen. And the God that you serve, he's my God too. And if you would learn to pray one for another, if you got 300 and something people, you pray for 300 people, you got 300 people praying for you. Amen. Hey, thank you, gentlemen. Praise the Lord. And he said, I want, not want you just to pray for all the saints, but I want you to pray for me that I'll have utterance, amen. May I say this morning, I'm done. I am broken hearted today because many of the warriors, God's Christian soldiers, are AWOL. AWOL? Some of you are young. You don't know what a absent without leave. We have some people that were so faithful to be on the battlefield and now they've gone AWOL in the work. And they think, well, now I can be neutral. You cannot be neutral. I want you to do three things. I want you to realize which side you're on this morning. Because if you're not following Jesus, you're on the wrong side. I want you to recognize that you've got all your armor on. I'll say something about my daddy. He'll whip me over this. I know he will, but it'll be worth it. One time he went to church and he looked down. He had on a brown shoe and a black one. 
I've done some crazy. One time I come to church and I think my britches legs was up like this. And I come walking in and somebody said, Pastor. And they fixed them. One time I came in, my shoe was untied. Brother Tyler said, Brother Darren, your, your shoe's untied. I'll tie it for you. I said, no, I got it, son. Thank you. He, did, he didn't want to see his preacher stumble. He didn't see his preacher's trip. You got your shoe untied, preacher Darren. You know what? You need to look out for one another. That thing that gets on somebody's face and you're like, should I tell them, should I not? <laughs> y'all ever, I know y'all are laughing because you've done that before. Should I tell them, should I not? I mean, I don't want to hurt their feelings. The best thing you can do is say, man, you got a big old seed on the side of your face. You've been eating tomatoes. You need to wipe that off, amen. That looks ridiculous. Help one another. Don't be afraid, amen. Realize that you've got all the whole armor of God. If you're missing one piece, you're not prepared for the battle. I'm talking about somebody today. You're being lied on. And you know why it hurts you so bad? Because you don't have on a bill of truth. You're allowed, you're allowed, you don't have a breastplate of righteousness or a shield of faith. You're allowed it to penetrate. It's timeless, God. You said, I'm tired of being hit by the devil's lies and by his flaming darts as a daddy and as a husband, as a mama, as a mother, as a young person. It's time for me to stand and protect my home. I'm taking the whole armor of God. Preacher Darren, don't get excited. Don't you tell me. Don't get excited. When I know the enemy would like to tear my home down. He'd like to ruin this church. And honey, I've been here long enough. I'm going to fight to the death for our young people for the glory of God. And you know what you can do? You know what you can do when you have the whole armor for the Christian warrior in the warfare? Another one starts with R. You can rejoice in the victory that God has already given you. Oh man, thank you Lord. Did you know we're not fighting for victory. You're not fighting for victory. Victory is already yours. I'm seeing this right now. I hope you're going to pick up what I'm going to lay down. We're fighting from victory. We're fighting from victory to victory. I already stand in victory. Hey Amen. You stand to your feet. I'm done. Y'all wore me out this morning. I'm telling you, I've seen so many crazy things happen, physically speaking this morning. But I'm telling you, in your home, in your life, there are unexplained things that are happening. There are lies being told. There are assaults. There are attacks. I'm telling you, things are happening against your home. And it's time you hit the altar and say, oh God, I've had need your help this morning, Lord. Give me that whole armor of God. Help me to put it on. Help me to report the battlefield. Here I go, Lord. Man, your battle stations. I'm going to pray. I'm going to see God's face. And he's going to give me victory. Make your way. Come on right now. Get to the battlefield, youngins. This altar is a battlefield right now. Get to the battlefield. Pray with all supplication. For the saints, preacher, they don't have anything to pray for. I thought you're my friend. How about praying for me? Somebody take that to heart. I'm going to pray for my preacher this morning. And when you do, I'm going to bow my head this morning and I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to lift you up. You, your family, your children. I'm going to pray for you. Any takers, come on right now. You're watching at home. I'm telling you, why don't you bow your head and pray. We hope to see you in the house of God next time. Woo! Father, this morning, I pray for my brothers and sisters that are engaged in the conflict, that God, that choose not to remain neutral, 
but Lord, they put on the whole armor of God to battle against this adversary. And God, you'd make our artillery strong. You'd supply, the, you'd give us the supply lines, the power of your sword, and give us that place to stand, not on slippery ground, but in victory, Lord, I pray. God, I ask that you'd touch, overcome, empower, equip. God, I pray you'd handle this situation. God, you know the need. God, we cannot win without your help. God, but you and you alone have defeated the enemy. And today, Father, we ask, would you take us, Lord? Help us, God, to see one more victory. In Jesus' name I pray, and I ask for peace. I ask for blessing upon the home. God, would you bless the blade of the Word of God? For it's in Jesus' name we ask. Amen.